0: You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open-source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, go to naturalstacks.com. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, podcast host, meditator, instigator, no good trickster. Oh boy. Uh, On today's episode, we're joined by Tim Campos. Tim Campos is the former chief information officer at Facebook, and he doubled the overall productivity of every Facebook employee to 1.8 million per employee, making it the most productive company in the world. And now as the CEO of Woven, he's taking those same lessons to reimagine how people use their calendar so they can spend time on what matters to them. And that right there is kind of at the heart of this episode. We talk a lot about productivity. uh, We talk about efficiency. We talk about effectiveness and time management. And it's a cool episode because I think that we can all be a little bit better at how we spend our time. You know, we all have the same 24 hours in the day that we have to deal with and how we spend that time really does actually define us. In this episode, we talk about the importance of productivity regardless of your life or lifestyle. We talk about how he took the challenges he faced at Facebook and made this perfect this perfect calendar app. We talk about how lazy people are sometimes the most productive. And that makes sense, right? If you don't want to do the work, you'll find shortcuts as quickly as possible. If you're a developer or you're writing code, you're going to write code that is optimized for efficiency. And if, get, if bugs happen, um, you've got a plan. We talk about how Uh, in a future of remote workers and people are working more remotely, how this skill of productivity, how you manage your time is going to be more and more useful. We talk also about knowledge of the self, you know, the sort of stoic idiom, know thyself. You know, if you know what you want, if you know what you're after in your life, it becomes easier to prioritize the things that are most important. Of course, we all want to make lots of money, we all want to be productive members of society, but what else is important to you? If you have no idea what really is important to you, how your values lie, then you're going to probably waste your time on stuff that you wish that you wouldn't. Uh, We also talk a little bit about his experience with a life coach, 10 years, that um, essentially, eventually made him quit his job, uh, his first job as a CIO that eventually, serendipitously, led to his position at Facebook and as a life coach, obviously that's of great import for me because I think that many people, my clients, and I think a lot of you listening are thinking to yourself, what do I really want? Do I want to be in this job? Do I want to be in this relationship? What sort of life do I want to live? And and, and instead of just going through the motions and doing what you Are told to do or what you think you're supposed to do, making really hard choices for what you want to do and who you want to become as a person. This is a really fun podcast. Tim is a very interesting guy to listen to, and I really enjoy the way that he thinks about productivity. It's not to like hashtag kill it or hashtag hustle. It's it's to navigate through your life in a way that uh, is the best for you with the least amount of hiccups. Uh, we talk a little bit about the app. It's not, we don't talk a ton about it um, because as much as I love uh, technology and apps as, the, as, as everybody else, um, we really focused more on, on the individual and how we can make better choices. And the app does sound cool, actually. I mean, syncing up all of your calendars using these different templates. Because for me, just thinking about calendars drives me crazy. And I'm sure that it does for a lot of you too. Uh, As always, I would suggest that you listen to this podcast at 1.25 or 1.5 speed to optimize this the the pace of it. You're going to be able to get all of the information. As I get a text message, you're going to be able to get all the information that you need, um, even if it's sped up and you're listening to it at at an accelerated rate. I love this episode. I hope you guys too. Week in, week out, I'm just trying to bring the noise, just trying to bring you the best possible podcasts. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. Check out my website, Sean. McCormick.com S-E-A-N. On Instagram, I'm real Sean McCormick, not that there's a fake one, although there probably is a fake one. And on Instagram, uh, we are the optimal Optimal Performance Podcast on Instagram. So drop us a line. If you feel compelled and you dig this podcast and you're one of the thousands and thousands of people that listen to this every single week, please drop us a little five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. And please enjoy today's episode with Tim Campos. You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean McCormick. It's the OPP. I'm a performance coach, a wellness entrepreneur, a blogger, a speaker, a biohacker, and it's my privilege to bring to you the leading experts in the field of performance. So let's dig right in. And we're here with Tim Campos, the founder and CEO of Woven, which is an innovative new way to think of calendars, which tagline I really like, which is make the most of your time. Tim, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here today.
0: So I would love to hear a little bit about your story. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you became an authority on productivity and and time management and planning, like tell us a little bit about how you are, who you
1: are now. Um, Well, the the honest truth is I'm lazy. (laughs) So this story starts at the beginning when I was an intern at a company called Sybase a long, long time ago. And I was hired to do some really boring stuff to uh, make uh, emergency bug fixes for customers and uh, it was repetitive and boring, and so I spent a huge amount of my extra time figuring out how to automate the job so that I didn't have to do that much work. And uh, that began my uh, foray into productivity, and, and pretty much throughout my career, I've always been looking for you know, different ways to accomplish things, particularly with technology, but you know, sometimes it's just a better process or eliminating things that get in the way. To reduce the work, you know, take the work out of work, make it more so that we can spend time in our lives enjoying, you know, the uh, families and friends and you know the things that make life worth living, not, you know, the you know emails and calendar events and stuff that just seems to get in the way. So that's uh, kind of at a very high level. I think maybe what made me more of an authority on this, um, you know, the my last job before starting Woven, I was the uh, the chief information officer of Facebook, and my job at Facebook was the productivity of the workforce. And Facebook, when I got there, was already a pretty productive company. We measured productivity by revenue per employee. Uh, But over the course of the next six and a half years, um, in part through a lot of the things that my team did, we, uh, we doubled the productivity of the company. When I left, it was $1.8 million in revenue per employee, and uh, that wasn't by accident. We were very deliberate and focused on how do we find ways to make finance more efficient, sales more efficient, HR more efficient, recruiting more efficient, engineering more efficient. I mean, every single function in the company. How do we take the work out?
0: Where do you begin to do that with such a giant company like Facebook?
1: Ah, well, it's actually pretty easy. You just look at where is it not being done that you can have uh, the most impact. So when I got to Facebook, um, there were some you know specific pain points, uh, a lot of problems closing the books, uh, not that they couldn't get the numbers right. It just took a long time. So obviously finance was an area, but um, and engineering was already pretty productive because well, they would build automation and systems for themselves. So They didn't need as much help. People that needed the most help were the sales organization. Um, It was the second largest function at Facebook. And, uh, you know, sales productivity at the time um, wasn't nearly what it is now. Um, And in comparison to the rest of the company, its it's growth rate wasn't uh, as strong. So that, um, you know, that was the the place to start is uh, figure out how do we make sales more more productive. And, uh, yeah
0: how do you define the word productivity or productive?
1: I mean, it's basically what kind of output can you get for what kind of input? Uh, and so you really want to maximize your output for it for your input. So, you know, maybe, you know, for me, it's, I, my, uh, my, my input is the amount of time that I spend on email. My output is, you know, how much of my email can I reduce? So that's email productivity. Or maybe if it's recruiting, like how many uh, interviews does it take to hire uh, uh, software engineers? That would be, um, you know, recruiting productivity. Um, so you have to understand what are the key drivers of what it is that you're trying to improve your productivity on uh, to answer that question. But Ultimately, you want to maximize the output and minimize the input, and uh, you know, rinse and repeat. Go figure that out. Do the Pareto. Go figure out the long poles in this. What takes the most time, and uh, then on the other dimension, what can you move um, and optimize it.
0: Do you make a distin- What is your distinction between productivity and efficiency?
1: Uh, well, I think productivity is measuring the overall process, uh, whereas efficiency uh, is a little bit more of uh, a, a judgment on whether you have achieved the optimal state for something. Um, you know, you you, uh, you know, you might look at. Um, uh, you know, in, in manufacturing or something, uh, the, uh, you know, the productivity of, the, of the, the workforce and the efficiency of the workforce are uh, different things. The productivity of the workforce may be somewhat limited by the, um, you know, the equipment that you have. And the efficiency of the workforce is, you know, given the, um, you know, the equipment that you have, are you, are you taking full advantage of it? So that's how I look at those two things differently uh, than each other. But um, in many contexts, they're the same because, uh, you know, you haven't run into the things that limit you yet. Um, so it, 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 it kind of depends on, on what we're talking about here. But when it gets to personal productivity, um, you know, you also got to look at the, the quality of things and the quality of the, uh, the output. Like, you know, it's, it's not just enough like email productivity is probably a horrific measure because it's even worth it for me to spend the time looking at a bunch of this stuff. Like, you know, how how important is email as a communication medium versus all the other sources that I now have accessible to me, whether that's Slack or uh, text messaging, or actually good old fashioned calling people up and talking to them. Um, So, you know, that, that the quality of stuff I think is another factor for what's the most effective way to get something done.
0: Yeah, you bring up a good point, you know, of all the of all of the tools that we have, and and of course we're going to talk about Woven because it, it I you know I spent some time looking at it and it it does check a lot of the boxes. Um, the way that I like to think about my own personal organization and the way that I like to use technology is to is like you said is to optimize it. How can I get the most from the least? And seeing has how this is the optimal performance podcast. How do we do that? How do we get? How do we take the minimum effective dose? For the maximum result, um, I I am like you. I don't want to spend a moment more than I absolutely have to to get the job done. And I want to do the job well. I want to do it fast, and I want to do it with as, with as least amount of of effort as possible. Based on your experience, are is every single one of us are we all wait time wasters?
1: Oh yeah, there's always time that is being wasted, and uh, and now I'm going to throw aside the you know, things that like a pure purist productivity nut might say, like you know, the water cooler conversations or you know the 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 time that has an of intangible value, because I think you know not just as human beings but um, those things are are important in life. So i I'm going to throw that stuff aside, but just in. I have yet to meet anyone or to run into any uh, business process or any company where it has achieved perfection. There is nothing else that can be done to more optimally improve the uh, their productivity. So I think, by definition, then we're all uh, time wasters. But uh, you know, I, I, to make it a little bit more meaningful and, and pragmatic, in, in today's day and age, you know, technology is evolving in ways where. Um, yes, we get a lot of benefit from adopting things like, you know, uh, using our cellular phones and, uh, you know, having tablets that are always with us and things like that. But at some point, uh, you know, if we're not thinking about, is this actually making me more productive? These things start to become self-serving. I think that's what's happened with email is email has become this giant time suck, uh, because it's overutilized because, too many people have decided that this is an efficient and effective way to improve their productivity, uh, and it's become counter-effective. So, you know, some uh, person who's not particularly succinct in their communication likes to reply all and say, okay, so now giving me something that I got to delete, or, uh, you know, somebody else, uh, you know, decides to Uh, you know, blast a bunch of people uh, just to uh, ensure that everybody has a chance to be aware of their memo, even though that most people don't need to see it. Or even worse, like a marketer decides it's super productive and efficient for them to just send out millions of these things rather than actually mailing people or finding ways to get in front of uh, people Uh, and so for all, in all these scenarios, one person's efficiency has actually drained the efficiency of the entire system. And, uh, therefore I think it's, we can be like as, uh, you know, diligent and optimal about our own productivity as possible. And you're still fighting a battle against, you know, the, the, the broader environment that. Uh, creates opportunities for you to constantly take a step back, look at what you're doing and reassess whether or not it's accomplishing what you really wanted to do or if there's a better, more efficient way to do this.
0: Yeah. So, so it, it, I mean, it inherently pulls in the community, whether it's a small business or a giant corporation or a team within a corporation that we've all got to be on the same page and how we're going to approach our communication. Because if I've, if I've, if I really love Slack and that's my preferred way, but you know, Jim Bob over here is emailing me 10 times a day with two line emails, then that's going to drag me down in a, in a more meta sense do you see sort of our own tools and the way that we communicate gravitating towards some best practices where everybody gets on the same page and communicates in a more effective, more productive way, or is that just is that not possible?
1: Uh, no, it's definitely possible. But you actually brought up something that I think is maybe the hardest part here, um, because if we're talking about like ourselves, you know, there's there's a finite uh, set of things that affect our productivity. And we can fix and optimize that. But w- most people operate in teams or groups or businesses. And, you know, the larger the organization that you're a part of, the greater the probability that there's actually optimizing your own productivity is uh, creates uh, an inefficiency for the, for the company. Um, and, there, and therefore, you kind of have to look at it from a holistic perspective. Um, you know, we would have things, I'll give you an example from... Um, Uh, one of, let's just say one of the large companies I was a CIO for, uh, expense reporting, right? So it was an efficiency for the finance department to have every single line item on the expense report itemized, including when you, somebody goes and say at a hotel, like uh, the food, the uh, television or, or the, you know, anything that they might've bought all the incidentals that they bought, not just the, the top of the top line. Like this is how much I spent on my hotel stay. It was an efficiency for the finance organization, uh, to see that cause then they could eat more easily identify fraud or, or problems, uh, an expense that was out of, out of whack, out of line. But what this caused in terms of a productivity drain, particularly for salespeople who use hotels all the time, was massive. When we measured this, we could see that an expense report that required hotel itemization took a hundred times, not just 10 times, 100 times more effort to complete for the salesperson uh, than uh, an expense report that did not require hotel item line itemization. And so by uh, to save a problem for the finance organization, we were costing... The sales organization, huge amounts of productivity drain, and yes, this was efficient for finance, but the the value wasn't there. There's a lot more salespeople than there are finance people, and the t- the number of incidents that were actually caught using this process was was minuscule. And there were other ways to find to 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 catch fraud and other problems like that. When we um, identified this, made it, the the global optimization was obvious cut the hotel line itemization, it's just not worth it. And um, so it's a great example of how sometimes when you work in an organization, a relentless focus on your own productivity can have actually a negative impact on uh, the results of the organization. And the only mitigation that I've ever found on this that is globally effective is to have your company be very mission driven, where like we say, this is our mission. At my company, the mission is we're gonna make uh, you know, we're going to help people organize and, and optimize their time. And that's what we exist to do. And so, you know, we're so small, that's pretty easy to keep everybody aligned on. But at a company like Facebook, we were trying to make the world more open and connected. And so whether you're in finance or in sales, this is what you're doing to make the world open and connected. And this is how finance is doing it. This is how sales is doing it. And therefore, another functions. Um, if if you're doing something to the detriment of another function, you're actually injuring the mission and therefore you have a vested interest to fix that. Um, and because Facebook was so culturally or excuse me, mission driven, it made it easy to solve those problems because you could have a rational conversation with, uh, you know, the, the person who was responsible for this finance business process to say, Hey, maybe there's a more efficient way Uh, to accomplish this because of the injury that this is causing the sales organization and therefore the mission. Um, And that helped to get people aligned. When you don't have the mission to unify you, then you start running into these little fiefdom issues where, like, I don't care about, you know, what your team has to do. My silo is all about, you know, reducing fraud, uh, improving accounting, uh, accountability and, you know, your job is to go drive revenue. You go figure that out. But I, I have nothing to do with that. Um, and so that's the only way that I've seen that these two things, uh, come in, in conjunction with each other, but it's really hard when you work in larger companies, uh, to do the right things when you think about them in isolation.
0: Yeah, that's really insightful uh open open and connected for the person in finance means line items and open and connected for the person in sales means more sales less time wasting so to rectify that and to to make a to make a a high level decision on what's best for the company overall Interesting, you know. As I as I think about how this can apply to individuals who are listening to this, because you know, not everybody is a is is a C class um, at a at a company. You know, for for someone who is just looking to become more efficient with their time, more optimized in the way that they do their work, how does how does that level of mission can can that level of mission Uh, apply to one's personal mission or life mission and and how they think about their own productivity in their own line of work?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I think, um, this, this whole idea of like having individualized mission statements, you know, mission for your life, what are you trying to accomplish? Um, I think provides a decision framework for, for everything, not just productivity, but like, you know, should I be doing this job? Should I be, uh, in this relationship and, so I, I absolutely believe in starting with those uh, those kinds of things. But applied to productivity, um, it provides sort of the framework to, uh, to evaluate things. I mean, I, I, I have a close friend who, um, let's just say she spends just a ton of time in email. Ton of time. And, you know, when... And I think one of the reasons why she does so, she doesn't have the, she doesn't have this mission statement for life. What kind of person does she want to be? What kind of, um, mother employee, that kind of stuff. Um, and so it makes it easy to think that being busy is actually being productive and well, i got all these emails to take care of. So yeah, I got a lot done today because I went through my email. Um, but that's, that's really not what it's about. If, Instead, the mission statement was about, okay, I have to help this company, um, the company that I'm working for, um, accomplish this. Or maybe for myself, I want to learn a language or I want to travel more or I want to – now all those emails come into context. Like, Is it actually helping me accomplish that greater goal? And if it isn't well, what's the way to get rid of it? How do I get out of the business of managing so much email? Maybe I need a product like Superhuman. Maybe I need to set up more rules uh, uh, so that I don't see as much spam. Maybe I should just forget about it and just say, screw it, there's going to be a bunch of stuff in email that I don't pay attention to. Who actually uses email anymore? Um, whatever, I, I don't want to to uh, prescribe the solutions for people because they are very individualized, but the uh, the notion of a uh, a mission statement, a life statement, what is it that I am trying to accomplish in life is central to figuring out what is most important to address. Even if your mission statement just applies to you, it doesn't apply to um, if you're not part of a bigger organization.
0: I totally agree. You don't know this about me, but I'm a life coach and I work with professionals and entrepreneurs and it is the, it is the most profound awareness to identify what the fuck do you want? Like, what what do you want out of your life? Yeah. Is it money? Is it uh, impact? Is it uh, fun? Like, deciding what your mission is, what your purpose in this life is, is the I think the most important work that we can do. And if that's creating a personal mantra, if that's a personal mission statement, just getting that shit down on a on a vision board, you have to you have to come from a place of where do I want to go? What do I want to do? What's important to me? Because very likely the the emails that you're receiving have nothing to do with it <laughs> and, and, are, and are draining just our – and I'm guilty of it too. Like I have five different emails that I use and each one of them serves yeah. a purpose for my various projects and so forth and, um, and I'm guilty of checking my email Oh God, terribly. I I have not stuck to time blocking doing it in the the morning and in the afternoon, which has been effective for me in the past, but I know what my mission is and I can execute towards that. Um, Do you have a personal mission statement?
1: Yeah, so it, it, I, I wanted to share something because you're reminding me of actually probably one of the most fundamental parts of my uh, my life history is uh, engaging with someone like yourself. Um, so back in in uh, 2008, I I engaged with a life coach. I was I was already in some respects I was doing great. I was the CIO of this company called KLA Tencor, Core. Um, you know, married and two kids and dog house in the suburbs, SUV, all that kind of crazy stuff. Um, so living the American dream, but I wasn't really that happy either. I felt like I, you know, wasn't accomplishing what I wanted to. So I engaged this life coach to help me figure it out. And and he started with like, you know, first off, let's define all the things in your, your life that you want. Um, and, uh, all the, um, things that are important to you. Um, and we rated them. And we rated like, you know, how important is vocation and family and spirituality and a whole bunch of other stuff. and and um, uh, it was helpful in identifying where the gaps were. But the other thing he did, and this kind of talks uh, talks a little bit about productivity. This is really more about life productivity. Yeah, he's like, okay, you know I think back two thousand and eight, how old am I? I was like thirty something thirty five uh, years old. Uh, he's like, okay, well, you're 35 years old. You know, the average age for a a male in the United States is 78 years old. So we're going to work backwards from that. You've got 45 years of life to live. So let's go off and let's, let's literally draw that on a card. The 45 years of life that you have. In fact, let's go do the whole 78 and show you that where you are on that. And now let's go back to your objectives. So when do you need to accomplish some of these things? in order for you to have achieved those objectives in life. And you know, some things weren't as important, like, you know, retirement is, as an objective isn't important when you're 35, it's nice to have, but uh, but other things like, you know, if I want my kids to get into a good school, well, you know, you actually have to start thinking about that when they're younger, you gotta start planning for it, you gotta start saving for their college education, you gotta make sure that they're getting the right education. You can't think about that the day before it's supposed to happen. Um, and so this led to the answer to uh, you know, those kinds of uh, questions, including the, you know, the, the personalized mission statement. In my case, I didn't focus so much on the mission statement, trying to codify all this in one word, as much as it was about life goals. Like these are the things that I want to accomplish in my life. Um, now there are aspects of my who I am that were important to me, so like, integrity is a word that is incredibly valuable to me. So I'm not gonna accomplish what I wanna do by lying, cheating, and stealing, right? You know, so for some people it's not as important and so they bend the rules a little bit here and there. It's not me. And so I do things that are tough sometimes uh, because I, integrity is so important to me. I'd rather like take the bruise now than do something that's even close to questionable. And thankfully that results in people trust me that you know, when I say something, I mean it. Um, and uh, but, um, you know, the, and there's other aspects of, of my life goals, which are somewhat more intangible about how important my family is to me and my kids and uh, personal relationships and uh, things like that. Um, but having all this written down, this is going, we're going back 11 years now, um, having all this initiated a bunch of changes immediately, uh, which changed my life. Absolutely changed my life. Um, And not just in tactical ways of like, okay, do I want to spend, you know, two hours a day in email or do I want to spend two hours a day, you know, planning the strategy for my organization or uh, uh, really even bigger things like, um, you know, do I even want this job? Right. And, um, you know, within a year of that initial conversation with my life coach, I quit my job. I quit as CIO of KLA Tencore because it wasn't right for me. I didn't know what I was gonna do next, but having uh, made that decision, I opened up the opportunities that eventually led to Facebook and then subsequent to that Woven, which wouldn't have been there if I hadn't sat back and asked some of these questions. I guess maybe a much deeper answer to your question than you or your listeners are looking for. But
0: no, this is, this is, this is real shit. This is, this is the meat and potatoes and, and, and this is what makes good podcasts is, is um, this sort of o- honesty and uh, transparency in the way that we think about our lives. Uh, and when you are facing uh, an audit of your values, what you want out of your life, at that point, hopefully, yeah, it sparks some change for you to – full circle – be more productive around the things that are important to you. So if, if, if spirituality was one of those things that you were not nourishing, that suddenly, oh my god, yeah, that's really imp- – I've been so busy uh, advancing my professional career that uh, I have not given enough time to meditation or prayer or you know spiritual awareness then well shit what do I have to do okay well I, I have to I have to devote time to that I have to explore yeah. resources to that uh, yeah. and 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 rather than relegating the things that are important for the things that are unimportant that just become mechanisms of the way that we live our life it does it forces us to make our decisions and to and to prioritize, Um, I think, I think it's, it's beautiful. And, and, and obviously as a, as a life coach and performance coach to hear you say, yeah, I hired a life coach. And in the very first conversation, it changed my trajectory that then led to a new role that then led me to launch my own thing. Like that's beautiful. Do you mind if we spend a little bit more time sort of talking about how, how that process was for you?
1: Yeah, happy to.
0: What, what, what do you remember? And we can keep talking about it within the filter of, of productivity. What, what were you being, what was important to you that you weren't being productive about?
1: Uh, yeah, I think ultimately it was happiness. Yeah. I wasn't happy, and I didn't fully understand why I wasn't happy. Uh, So I think that was part of it. Um, But I also I think I just realized in the process that I was um, I was not operating to a, a deliberate plan that I had set out. I was operating to somebody else's plan. Like I had this sort of idea that in order to be successful, I needed to get promoted and to be in, you know, senior roles and, you know, I was a CIO, right? So in some respects I had accomplished that and I found it very pyrrhic like this, there wasn't uh, satisfaction or happiness or meaning in it. And so, uh, it was really that, uh, that insight that opened up the idea that there's maybe something bigger to why I'm on this planet, um, uh, than just, getting promoted or getting through this quarterly business review or getting my staff to like me better or whatever, uh, is going on for me. Um, and, uh, so I, that's, that's how that started.
0: Happiness is a tricky term because we think that we would be happy when we get to the pinnacle of our professional goals. And, once you you know once you got that offer letter for your first CIO position, you were you were happy about it for uh, five minutes, uh, five hours, five days, five weeks maybe you were stoked, and then there was and then it changed, and then then your level of happiness shifted, and that's just the nature of of the way that we um, that's the nature of the way that we perceive. Our life path and and to come to that awareness that without understanding what it is that we want for our entire life, not just our profession, until we know what else is important to us, then we can 't activate on that stuff we can't um, we can't n- create nourishing relationships and have lots of fun if our singular focus is our career and, and, and tying that back to productivity, you know, it's, it's, it's not a way that I've thought about it before, but it, it absolutely is. Can I be productive in the way that I have fun with my family? Can I be efficient in the way that I, um, um, experience, um, joy in my life? Like, how can I optimize for that? And I, and I don't think that very many people Um, think about that. But when you have tools and in your case, when you create and build and bring to market tools that will make organizing our lives easier, then you can focus on the good shit that that actually makes life worth living. What motivated you uh, to, to start Woven? Please tell people this is a great opportunity. Oh, great transition, Sean. Tell us about Woven, what it is and what made you want to create this thing?
1: Yeah, so it, uh, these two things very much relate because uh, woven, woven is not just about something that I hate, which is the calendar. Uh, and I hated the calendar, not just because it was you know such a burden that I had to hire an executive assistant to manage it for me. I, I hated it because it broke all the time. Um, but it's also something that's meaningful, that time, there's only 24 hours in my day And you know what? There's no difference between the 24 hours in my day and the 24 hours in Bill Gates's day, or uh, Donald Trump's day, or uh, Mark Zuckerberg's day, that we all have 24 hours in a day. And the ways that we choose to spend that time define us. And so it was something to me that just seemed very meaningful to, provide a technology that would help people make better choices, um, on how they choose to spend time. And, uh, that's ultimately what woven is about now to accomplish that is that's a giant, giant mega vision that takes a long time to realize and a lot of technology to be developed. And so there are, micro variants of that problem that uh you know we we want to solve first before we solve some of the later problems uh, like for example right now how does something get on my calendar right and i'm i'm the ceo of a tiny company i don't have my ea anymore i don't have uh a guy who is constantly staying on top of my calendar managing every single event that i have to go to uh, in addition to, uh, you know, doing the research and other things for me. Now, some of that stuff I can't automate, right? I can't, I can't automate the research. I need to do the research. But uh, the management of the calendar, of the, all the events that I have to have, I don't want to spend time on that. I don't want to spend the precious money that I have uh, in my company on that, uh, especially if I can, you know, use the technology to go off and do it for me. And so in my universe today, scheduling is not an issue. And I schedule a ton. It's not because I don't meet. You know, I'm probably doing 30 meetings a week right now. Um, A lot of 30-minute meetings, a ton of one-hour meetings. I am extremely busy from a calendaring perspective. Um, And I don't have an EA to coordinate all these things. Um, I, you know, when somebody reaches out, uh, over email or text message and they say, Hey, I'd like to meet with you. And I know I want to meet with them. My response is I look at one of the six different templates that I have for my time. Uh, you know, I got templates for 30 minute meetings. I got templates for drinks. I got templates for dinner. I got templates for lunch meetings. I've got templates for meetings with investors and I pick one of those things when I pick it, it already does all the things I need to on the calendar of coloring the event, of adding a descriptive information like tags. If this is the kind of thing that needs to be done over a video conference, it adds a video conferencing information. Um, and it knows when these things should occur. It knows that lunches should be between 12 and 1, dinners should be between 6 and 9 o'clock. It knows that I can't do dinners on Mondays and Tuesdays, but I can do them Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. Um, it knows that uh, investor meetings are, uh, you, know, you know, should uh, have be for uh, uh, an hour and that uh, phone calls should be for 30 minutes. Um, so it fills all that stuff out for me with all I had to do is just say, what kind of meeting is it? It because it knows when it should occur, it knows where I'm what else I'm doing. So it knows if I'm free or busy uh, at those times. And all I get out of woven is this little thing, a link, that I send back. And I can send it back in text messaging, I can send it back over email. And it's basically a little gift that I gave to the other person is the gift of my time. All they have to do is click on that link and pick which of the times that I'm offering them they they want to use. And uh, we're done. We are totally done. That meeting is scheduled. Everything is all filled out. They get what they want, which is access. I get what I need, which is this uh, event to occur, but uh, not to uh, you know, consume a bunch of my time. And Woven did all the work for me. And that is, uh, you know, invaluable. I've, I've done so I'm in the course of fundraising for my company right now. So I've done something like 85 meetings with investors over the last uh, four and a half weeks. And I don't have to coordinate this stuff. It's easy, which allows me to focus on the content. Uh, Like, what am I gonna say? What is the pitch? What is the, you know, let me do the research. Who am I talking to? What do they need need to hear? What are they interested in? Um, And so uh, it really has been a dramatic time saver for for me. And what I love is when I talk to some of our users, about how it's done the same thing for them, where you know, they get to shift their time away from the administrative aspects of what they do towards what they really care about, what's, what's meaningful to them. Um, and uh, you know, some of these people are like so passionate about this that they've come to work as advisors and consultants for us, it's really, really cool. Um, so we're just you know building up a, an army of wovenites to go off and help the universe Spend time on what matters most.
0: Yeah, spend time on what matters most. And the other thing too is, you know, um, and, and I know that that for for freelancers, especially uh, entrepreneurs, it's 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 10 times. I mean, you can't maybe you can see it if I turn the the monitor towards my chalkboard wall. Um, there's so much time and effort that th- with so much variability day to day, to book coaching clients, to book consulting clients, speaking engagements, time to edit and, and post produce the podcast, booking podcast clients like their or, or guests. There's such there's such a, a huge array of variability from 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 day to day that not only is it a logistical and time suck, but also it's like an it's an energy suck. And <laughs> the the amount of brain power and emotional bandwidth that gets fried just just organizing my freaking day is is preposterous so by the by the afternoon i've spent so much time coordinating my life that like i don't have the juice to work on my business i don't have the juice to write the blog post that i've been meaning to write for the last 2 weeks You know, it's the, uh, I get it. Uh,
1: Um, (laughs) wham, Yeah. Well, no, this is what productivity software is all about is to like try to eliminate some of those things. And, um, you know, I was, uh, just to sort of illustrate, you know, the, the power of some of this stuff and, and I don't mean to overly plug woven, but you know, it, it really has made a big difference in my life. Um. But uh, I'm on my way, I'm leaving the office, we're in Mountain View, I'm on the way to Sand Hill Road to have an investor conversation. And um, as I walk out the door, the first thing, I pull out my my phone, um, because Woven has a a little map on it, and it takes your calendar and integrates with the map, so you know, like, where is it that, what's your day look like geographically? Um, And it, you know, helps me figure out how to get from point A to point B. Um, As I pull it out, I see that one of my uh, other investor meetings uh, they need to reschedule they're like somebody got sick and he wasn't able to be available and so they they wanted to reschedule and you know time is of the essence for me here so you know I go into the product I hit the reschedule button which um, puts me into a new flow um, I say offer new available times I send that link out to them it takes about you know maybe 20 25 seconds to go off and do this which I'm basically doing as I'm walking out to the car drive to my investor meeting. Um, have the you know the the pitch with this uh, uh, other investor. By the time I'm out, uh, that event had been scheduled already, and um, you know I didn't have to do anything. Now, even in the universe where I had my super powerful, incredibly awesome executive assistant, one of the most amazing people in the universe, um, it wouldn't have gotten done that fast because I would have basically taken this email, I would have forwarded on to him, I would have said, can you deal with this? He would have had to read the email, try to understand what's going on, um, figure out how important this thing is, uh, reach out to the other uh, people. Uh, I mean, there would have been just so much administration on it, it actually would have been disrupted for his time to go off and do this. And, and really what the technology enabled in this is just the, the linkage of information to help everybody Accomplish what they're trying to get done quickly because nobody likes the back and forth of calendaring. It's no benefit to anybody It's not even a benefit to the email providers. It's not like we pay per email to to submit things so it's like gasoline or something like that where there's you know, the uh, the very evil email industry that's out there just trying to like, you know Take over the universe by getting more email into our, our lives. It's not that way at all like nobody benefits from this It's a, uh, a simple thing of the, there's barriers to information flow and what a piece of productivity software simply needs to do is eliminate those barriers. And that's all we're doing is doing that for time.
0: Yeah. And it curbs, it inherently curbs that burnout feeling that we all get that, that like I'm being ground to dust
1: just, just through admin shit. Right. Yeah, I mean, look at the people who are most productive in life. They are super passionate about what they're doing, and they have been uh, incredibly effective in surrounding themselves with the ecosystem to deal with all the things that they don't want or like to deal with. Take Mark Zuckerberg, right? I know a lot because I worked with the guy for several years. You know, why did why does Mark have a Sheryl Sandberg? It's because he one of his gifts is a, a very good understanding of not only what he uh, doesn't want to do or doesn't like, but also, you know, what he's not good at. And the things that he's not good at, he has a choice. He can either make himself good at, so maybe he's not good at speaking Chinese because he wasn't born in China, but he wants to be good at it, so he goes off and makes a challenge that he's going to go learn Chinese in a year. Um, Or maybe it's that, you know, hey, the business side of running Facebook is something that I may never be, you know, as good at, let me go hire the best leader in the world that I can get to go do this for me. And what does he do? He goes and hires Sheryl Sandberg, very successful in that. Right. So, and, and doing that over and over and over again is what enables him to run a company like Facebook. And, you know, it's not by accident. It's not just that he's lucky, right? I mean, there are aspects of luck in his background, but he's not just lucky. he, is smart in terms of how he thinks about his own productivity and he's not the only one right i mean the the, every single one of the people that we would look up to as phenomenal leaders has an ecosystem a support system around them how they manage things they get the uh you know the things that are time wasters or energy wasters out i'll tell you another mark zuckerberg story which some people probably know he wears the same clothes every day i mean not the exact same clothes but he, he has the same T-shirt, the same s- jeans, the same sneakers. So he doesn't have to make that decision when he wakes up in the morning. My co-founder does the exact same thing. Uh, it is a, it's an energy saver. Um, now, I don't do that because I value the way that I look. Um, I mean, maybe you should say I should or shouldn't, but that doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, that's something that I've chosen is important to me. So I wear different clothes every day. But uh, you know, for uh, for Zuck, for my co-founder, like – that's just not the thing that they're going to they want their life mission to be about, that Mark Zuckerberg is known for his fashion statements. Um, so he doesn't need that, you know. And, and in fact, in some respects, you take somebody like a Steve Jobs, who did the exact same thing. He became a fashion statement because he was so good at everything else that he did. So... Uh, I mean that, there's just so much in life that we can accomplish when we get really meaningful or, or purposeful about what matters um, and how we want to spend our time. And, and that's think, really why I'm in the business I'm in. And,
0: and, that's, and that's universal and I think that's for everybody because nobody takes great joy in, in coordinating their day
1: and yet we
0: all must do it whether you have kids or not, whether you are an employer or an employee – there's shit that you have to do. You have to go grocery shopping. You have to take the car in to get it fixed. You have to take the kids to soccer practice. You know, you, you should be scheduling for vacations and recreation and time like that. You should be weaving that into your calendar. And, and so it's not going to go away. And I think to, the, to your point, you know, it's going to become increasingly challenging to do so. It's because our time is so fragmented and because we're glued to push notifications and email notifications and deadlines and, and just the, the, the rigors of, of, of a technological reality that we live in, those who are going to be the most well-balanced, most efficient, happiest, are focused on their vision and have found a way to organize their life in a way that doesn't drain, <laughs> doesn't drain the shit out of them every single day.
1: Well, the other thing that is a challenge here is the more successful you become, the greater the uh, demand on your time, right? Uh, and this is just a fact. I mean, we, we know it because some of the most successful people can demand a super high premium for their time. So if I want to go see Bill Bill Clinton, you know, I got to pay $400,000 an hour or something like that. Um, if I want, uh, you know, uh, Mark Benioff to come speak at an event, you know, it, it's got to be very high value for, for him. And at this point, he probably doesn't care about money, he cares about other things. Um, but the the point is that, like, there are things that as you get become more and more successful in how you're... Um, using your time, there will be increasing demand on it, which only makes the problem worse um, for you. Yeah.
0: And and again, and again, at at a really accessible level, when you get really good at coordinating your life, it just frees up time for more things to take your time. (laughs) And, and, And hopefully that's like the theater and vacation and, you know, quality time but likely it's more professional engagements and happy hours and, uh, and stuff like that. Um, one thing that, that I that I, that I wrote down before we started our conversation was, uh, this may go nowhere, but I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna take it there anyway, is, is productivity is, is important, but what if the work that you're doing is bullshit? What if you're an employee and you don't like your job? Um what if the what if the position that you're in isn't one of very high prestige or very much meaning to you, do you think that there's still a need for people to uh, focus on their productivity? Like if there's no benefit for me being more, if I don't get rewarded for my productivity at my job or in my life, is, 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 is it that important to me? Should it be?
1: in some respects, it's even more important because then you want to waste even less time on it than you can. So I know people who are exactly like this. Their jobs to them were not that meaningful. They did, And it, it doesn't, the judgment there is local to them. It's not external. It's not that I said or somebody else said that these jobs aren't meaningful. They decided for themselves. Their job wasn't meaningful. And at the same time, they didn't want to leave it. Instead, they wanted to live their life. So They were working to live, not living to work. Um, And in that circumstance, you have every incentive to try to get your job done as quickly as possible. So one guy I know who, uh, you know, he's super productive, super efficient in how he uses his time. And, um, you know, he got to the point where he was probably working five to 10 hours a week for a 40 hour a week job. And he would just do other stuff. He would sell things on eBay. He would you know, coordinate vacations for him and his wife. And, and he never had a problem with this because his company was getting what they wanted. They were getting this, this work done. Um, but he had a more meaningful life because he wasn't dealing with the, uh, uh, you know, he wasn't spending any more time on his job than he had to. So I think in the circumstance that you outlined, you have every incentive to shoot for productivity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. (laughs) This guy, this guy figured it out. He cracked the code. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of people like that. I mean, uh, I, I, uh, clients of mine who have, who have reached, well, not, not just clients of mine, people that I know, friends of mine who are, who work in jobs that are fine. They're okay. They don't love it. They would rather not be there, but they don't want to quit either. They would rather focus on, you know, uh, the car that they're working on in the garage, or, or um, you know, their fantasy football league, or something like that. You know, if you could get your job done in five or eight hours a week instead of forty, and spend twelve hours a week planning, picking your NFL football fantasy football team, hey, more power to you. Why not?
1: Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, I, I said I made a comment earlier at the beginning of this, which is I was lazy. Um, and I say that to be provocative, but uh, it's some of the most effective people in the world that I know are lazy. Um, and it's uh, like I remember there was a builds uh, guy, uh, he, he did uh, all of our uh, uh, software builds at Silicon Graphics. Uh, uh, and this guy was, you know, by his own admission, just incredibly lazy. He hated to do work. So he spent his time, like I did, just finding ways to automate his job. And that made him really, really good because the bills barely broke because uh, he automated the identification of problems and the resolution of them. Uh, the bills were always on time because he automated the process of, you know, how they got kicked off. Um and, you know, he did other things like, you know, he had code line standards and other things that made the product better because you if, if you were going to check in stuff that was going to break the builds, well, you were going to piss him off because then he was going to have to do work. Um, so his laziness was actually the key to his productivity uh, because he just didn't want to spend time on things that weren't valuable. And I have experienced that the best uh, engineers in life are this way, too. They're, they're lazy, they don't like to write extra code, so they want frameworks where they can basically uh, do things without uh, you know, any extra amount of effort. The, you know, they don't want to wake up in the middle of the night, so they want a code that doesn't break. Um, so you know, it, it's actually a gift to have that uh, characteristic where you, know, you don't love to work for work's sake, but instead, you, know, you you want to do the least amount necessary to accomplish something, and if that really is who you are, you can actually be incredibly successful.
0: Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Tim, uh, I like to ask the same question at the end of every podcast episode, uh, which is a fill in the blank, and and I I, I really appreciate our conversation because we, uh, you know. We talked a little bit about Woven, but we also talked about the art of living, which I think is, is really interesting, and, 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 and any opportunity that we have to talk about lifestyle and how we can create our lives, um, I, think that's, I think that's a conversation worth having. Um, before I ask you the fill-in-the-blank question, uh, where can people learn more about Woven? Um, wh- where, can they, where can they connect with you? Uh, where, where should we point people?
1: Uh, It's easy. So uh, you can go to Woven uh, at Woven.com, just as it sounds like it spells. Um, And uh, you can also learn more about the product in um, all of the app stores that are out there except for uh, the the Play Store. So the Mac App Store, the iOS App Store, you can uh, see the product. Um, And in terms of getting in touch with me, uh, I am pretty active uh, on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, My handle on Twitter is tcampos and uh um you know or send me an email and uh uh, not my favorite medium by the way
0: (laughs) what is your favorite medium
1: uh you know i i like the text messaging apps because it's so easy to be emotionally expressive yeah so like facebook messenger text messenger i think those are really the best slack is actually pretty cool though slack sometimes uh overloads me with stuff that I don't really want to hear about right now. So, uh, I have a love, hate relationship there. Yeah. Uh, I I really hate email. I think email it's time, time for that one to go. Uh,
0: here, here. Okay, cool. So, so the, the last one is a fill in the blank question. Um, based on all of your experience, based on everything that you know, can be direct related to productivity or not. If you would please, uh, elaborate as much as you want and fill in the blank everyone would benefit from knowing
1: Hmm. their purpose in life. You know, it's understanding what you want to be on this planet for uh, is, I think, the key to to happiness. It's the key to success. Uh, It's the key to meaningful relationships. Um, So being clear about what that is for you. And and it has to be for you. It can't be for um, the judgment of others. Uh, when you do it that way, then your purpose is to please others. And um, generally, most people I know who live that way aren't very happy with it because uh, there's no pleasing others. There's always somebody who's a detractor. But when you are doing things because you know what your uh, role in life is going to be, whether it's you know being a fantastic mother or a fantastic parent or... Uh, you know, being a, uh, an impactful member of your community or, uh, you know, being a renowned leader in your profession. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. Like it's, and it's, it's not for me to judge. It's it's for each person individually to judge. But you know that. And then you have the key to everything else. What's What do I need to be doing tomorrow in order to be living that my life more that way? What do I need to... Uh, you know, what do I need to do today uh, to live my life that way? Um, what help do I need? What uh, and who can help me? And, you know, what specifically do I do I need them to do? I mean, you can, you can answer all these other questions when you have that first fundamental one figured out.
0: Awesome. Oh, that's great. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today on the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And that's that. Awesome. Uh- Cool.